0: Welcome to the Gamut of Solon Podcast. My name is Solomon, and you are listening to awesome conversations I'm sharing with people that have caught my interest because they are passionate about what they do. I love it when I listen to a conversation and someone says something that reminds me of a wonderful experience, and I hope when you come across my podcast and one of my episodes, it offers the same "aha." For more information on my blog and podcast, you can check out my website, solomonezra.com that's s-o-l-o-m-o-n-e-z-r-a.com thank you for tuning in and happy new year for everyone that's going into 2019 but for all you future people that are listening to this in the year 2030 enjoy the year you're in my guest today is becky bordeaux I first met Becky after watching her documentary, American Birthright, which you'll hear about in the show today. She runs her own production company, Go To Hell Productions. That's funny. I just realized that reading that, but it's G-O-T-H-E-L, where she was born. (laughs) She is head of a creative production for a social media content studio called Ride, She has recently been a part of Smart Talks TV and, my favorite, her commercials for J-Date. On this episode, Becky and I talk about the magical story of us meeting each other in Jerusalem, her documentary that sparked my interest in following her, Lol, Becky helping me on a personal question with what I had been attracting, connecting with something deeper, Smart Talks TV she now does with Rabbi Zalman, and much, much more. She has become a great friend and truly generous heart that I got to know in person last summer in Israel and have been an awesome person to check in with. I'm looking forward to watching her documentary and building a strong relationship with her. I hope you enjoy listening and perhaps get inspired to start 2019 with creations that express yourself. Thank you. I am here with conscious creator Becky T. Bordeaux. And she just exposed me to how to finally do some kind of screen sharing, and while I'm recording, Look at us. I'm yeah, making making progress from from recordings to now screen sharing. How yeah, are you? Soon
1: our Wi I'm excited for all of this to happen. It's a process. This is a process. Nice. You're
0: doing well. Thank I'm you.
1: Proud thank of you. How's you.
0: my how? <laughs> How's Hanukkah? I haven't seen you since we ran into uh, some each other in Israel, which is an awesome story itself.
1: I know. Oh, Hanukkah is really very expansive. Hanukkah is my favorite time of the year because every time, categorically, this time of the year delivers to me the craziest things. Like whether it's just insights that I never thought about until I did, you know, and experiences that like I didn't realize I needed to have. In order to become who I needed to be, so Hanukkah is like a really special time, mm-hmm. um, also special, but also equally as special. Because I'm not going to compare as the kind of magic of us running into each other. It's actually, they're very connected to me. The whole, you know, serendipitous way that the universe flows—it's so real. And sometimes uh, it's amplified, and you're like, oh, like you—it's shocking and jarring, but also like of course, this is happening, which is so much like our moment, where it's like, really, yeah. this is, we're meeting as people who have connected on Instagram in Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the odds that that would happen? It's not like I have so many people that I that even follow me on Instagram. So like the yeah. odds of one of the whatever, you know, thousand people, like, is there? That was a really special moment.
0: No, you're right in the experiencing that whole the whole kind of way that the world works, makes at least me look at hanukkah and different holidays in a different way in a more like wow i can actually not just see it and believe not just see it you know oh uh uh, oil helped the candles last for eight days kind of thing but actually like no i can i can like really believe that now which is absolutely amazing
1: But how powerful! Like we do need real life experiences to cement wisdom, and that's so Jewish. Like I think about, you no, know, it's not just living in theoretical. It's like doing Jewy things that probably for a long time I really like hesitated doing because I just felt like they had no meaning and they were really silly. But when I connected to the reason why we were doing them and then felt the imp- the impact it had on me Mm -hmm. through the doing of it, I was like, oh my god, I totally get why we're doing this thing. I get it. Like I get why people fought for thousands of years to keep this like ancient wisdom alive because it's not really all that ancient. It it is ancient, but it's current because time, like what is time? Mm -hmm. Us Jews, we're deep.
0: We're complex,
1: but we're deep. We're deep (laughs) peeps. For sure.
0: I want to move towards your um, kind of story on your side before the awesome moment when I ran into you, because I almost kept walking and turned back where we were in the the Jerusalem market. But let's, let's uh, dive in a little bit of what what you've been up to before then. You know, your your work, how I really came across you is your American Birthright um, film, that documentary that you've been working on. But, you know, you've been doing now getting to know you some more and keeping up with your story, cheering on on your Instagram page and on your website. You've done a lot. Can you share some more of, about yourself?
1: Can you just be my PR rep? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, what, have, what have I been up to? Um, yeah, I, my documentary has really taken center stage in my life. I've been working on it for three years now. It was during this time last year that I decided I was going to take a sharp right turn and go to Israel because after two years of making this project, which, by the way, is about interfaith marriage. Mm-hmm. Started out, you know, as a kind of a personal exploration about, like, what is the deal with interfaith? Like, why is this a, a conversation that, that is such a big one, especially within the Jewish experience? <laughs> Then my sister gets engaged to a non Jew, and it was brought all that relevant to me. And, and then I realized that it was never about my sister, that I had to go on my own journey to figure out my answer within it. And that is, again, so much of life that people can tell us stuff from the outside and we're triggered from the outside, but we don't really ever arrive at truth, uh, in, my, in my belief and, and experience, until we really take it on ourselves and we get up and we do something about it, um, yeah. which could be hard. And it, and it's a big responsibility and it asks a lot of us but I, so I've been making this movie, and before that I'd always been creating content i you know, as a kid who grew up doing musical theater and writing creatively, and I competed vocally in like all kinds of choral competitions and was in the musicals and the class plays. And in college, I, I minored in theater because I just, in my mind, didn't think it was a practical avenue to pursue, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to waste all this education and, and time learning about things that I thought really were everything. I want to,
0: I, I want to let you, I, I want to interrupt, but, and then before. Because I like what you said there and before you continue on. But now looking back on it and how yeah. you you said like the, you minored in it because it didn't look practical. Now looking back at it, do you think um, there was actually you not thinking it was practical or somebody else's voice that really they, they were telling you?
1: It's a really good question. And I don't think it's either or. I think there's actually a little bit of both. Okay. Like I think I'm major – During in communication, I was sensing that I need some other skills Mm -hmm. that just playing like I had gathered a lot of 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 comfort and experience performing my whole life. But I think there was a part of me that was like, "Mm, you should also do some worldly practical like, yes, I was also from the outside. But I think I also intuited that from the inside Mm, Like that I should be learning about what is mass communication, like what is broadcast journalism, like what is media, like what? What is the media and its role in society what like i took a film 101 class and learned about the art of filmmaking as opposed to just kind of channeling creative insights and doing stuff like there is there is a little bit of a of a structure to the madness but um you, not not really um but it was really important for me to do that and i and i think it's a really valid question i think we should always be asking like in each decision that we make how much of this is informed from the outside and how much of it is the inside and like what is that balance because it's totally fine if it's both but just make sure that you're following you. And, and, and I, I did follow myself awesome. even in attaching secret minor So I made sure I always kept what I was passionate and excited about close because it just didn't feel right. Not.
0: Absolutely. And
1: yeah. And, and that's what led me to come to California. I was in Philly in school and college and really enjoying myself, but felt again, like small, like the East coast became small for me. Not like it's a huge coast. And New York was definitely a viable option. I was really thinking about whether I would want to move to New York and take on that energy. But it, again, did not feel right. There's something about it. My dad said, go to California. And I remember at that time thinking, that's crazy. That is super far away. This is insane. Like, I don't know anyone there. Brand new place. And, And again, like kind of interesting run-ins like I had with you. I had a a run-in over the interweb. At the time, people were doing a web series, um, which they do now, but it was like just the beginning of the web series craze, and somebody was casting uh, a web series. And I saw that his name was Noah. I was like, well, that's got to be a Jew. (laughs) And I reached out to him, and I said, hey, I see you're casting this web series. I'm in Philly. I'd love to send a self-tape. And uh, he was like, we'll take that. So I got my buddies together and we filmed an audition and I sent it to him and I got into a couple rounds back and forth conversation. Ends up I didn't get the role. But I was just so honored that he looked to my stuff and I thanked him profusely. And I remember him being like, You're thanking me for rejecting you? I said, Yeah. You opened the door. Yeah. And he said, You gotta come out here. Noah to this day is one of my closest friends, somebody that I really value. He is an incredible man, a very prolific editor. He won an Emmy for his editing work. He's wow. an incredible director. He's married with two kids who I love to see. Like the, That is a friendship that stayed, but this is a person who, not knowingly, like, gave me a little bit of a, do this. I came, I visited, loved it, got a one-way ticket, never, never looked back. So you never know. Like, you never know who's going to come into your world to say, you can do this, give you that nod you need, um, which is kind of like us half the time. you know. Just val- the, the validation is the lifeline that we need.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. So you've been working, yeah. and then. And I was, sorry.
1: I was like, and that's it. That's kind of it. I've been. That's all
0: I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> cool. And then, yeah. so it's it's nice that you 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 bring that up because how I ran into you, you know, I I went to a Catholic university um, because at. At 18 and going through college, basketball was my life. And that, you know, that was what I was so passionate passionate about that there were no conditions. You know, I was willing to do it for anything. And I dated uh, non-Jewish people and people, girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mostly ladies.
0: Mostly ladies, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, once you get... Um, in a In a close relationship, because both of the girls that I dated were are are still really good friends of mine um but they became questions about you know getting- cl- really close and and then i I stumbled across well it's not so stumbling anymore now that I know how things are working, but um I came across what you've been doing, your film and the stuff, and it really resonated and and I really liked it and then When I went to Israel this past summer um, I had just been visiting with my brother and heading back to help out at a basketball camp that I was helping out at and literally the day before I saw I had the thought like oh I wonder if Becky's in Israel and sure enough you uh, were but you were all the way like down south at some beach I think it was Ash is there a beach in Ashdod I don't know if I was
1: in Ashdod where was I where did I go
0: Somewhere. You were at some kind of beach. And I was like, huh, I wonder if it would be... Yeah. Like, the night before, I was like, I wonder if there's a chance I run into Becky. And then the next day, I'm walking through That's- the Shook, and I see this guy filming. Um, just... But he, he was filming the bus stations and, like, just a bunch of people. And I looked back, and I was like, what the hell is this guy filming? And then the bus moves, and it's you. And I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> And so I was like, I almost kept walking and I was like, no, I'm definitely going up to.
1: <laughs> that, I'm, but that moment, what went through your mind in that moment? Because, like, you know, there's so many moments that that happens and we have an opportunity and you could have kept walking, which is easier. And there's so many moments that I've just kept walking by. Mm-hmm. But you, you almost like, it's like a lucid dream. Like you woke up in your dream and you're like, I'm controlling this dream now. Like, no, I'm not just going to keep doing what I was doing. I'm going to make a sharp right, yeah. which is, again, like, silver matter. Big.
0: It's like, like we're we're aware of the ones that we are doing, but it's also like, are there more that we're not doing
1: uh. All that, right, which again <laughs> yes like good for that that's the like perfectionist in us that's like, where can I be getting better like where am I settling? yeah, I mean, that's why it's constant work um I try not to beat myself up too much about it, but yes there are certainly. <laughs> I could have woken up earlier. I could have, I could have like, actually prayed this morning, you know, like, like I wanted to. But, like, sometimes things – and I'm like, I'm glad I got to the gym. Like, I know that that's also part of my thing that I'm – there's – yeah. Like, in each moment, we're faced with decisions. And I don't always make the higher choice. Um, but when I do, it's wonderful. And I don't think you miss out on opportunities. If you don't make the higher choice, if it's meant to be, it will come back around.
0: I agree. There, choose- there's something I – I heard yesterday. I'm looking through like I have a a journal, and it's um, it's focusing on no, it's acknowledging the degree of steadiness and of what you have accomplished. So it's you know rather than think oh what more could we be missing it's rather it we should be acknowledging and putting the attention on oh wow what a what a magical kind of a moment kind of thing. <laughs> Because then we're also more aware of the others that are bound to happen as soon as possible.
1: That's a really beautiful way to look at it. I I had a, an old boss that said gratitude is circuitry, like is the circuitry. And every time... Oh, I think about like I, I, I and I think about that more and more because when you are grateful, when you do kind of take stock, you're not being becoming complacent. I mean, there's an opportunity to, but the idea is that if you do really look at what you're doing and give yourself a nod, um, you, you need that. That again, that's mm-hmm. the life line. Like you need a nod. You need that's flow. That's openness. That's gratitude. That's higher energy than looking at yourself and saying, "Oh, I didn't do this." So that doesn't mean you don't want to do more. But if you start from a place of gratitude, I think you're starting from a higher energy that's more open and more loving. And then you're probably going to act on the next thing with more excitement than if you beat yourself up. You're already coming from this smaller place. Like, how much do you really want to play after that? Not much.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's nice you bring that up. I have a uh, another question I've actually been um, thinking about recently um, because along with all that kind of the gratitude and, and different things, you know, you try and get um, clear on what it is you want. Because your mind thinks your mind goes for what it thinks you want kind of thing. So you have to you know, you want to line up for it. And so yeah. um, I had been kind of creating elements of things that I'm, I'm looking for at this time, you know, maybe like uh, a job here, for example, and in that job, I want to be surrounded by spectacular kind of people and different things. And, you know, I want it in, in this field of health and wellness, et cetera, just different elements of that sort. And then it's like you, you, you meditate on that, um, on those elements that kind of build this picture together. And then I would get a call or something, a I would get a call from different uh, companies um, in like multi-level media marketing. And it seems like they match up well with those elements. However, Mm. there was a lot of resistance with going forth with that. And would you, do you think that has to do with um, a resistance to jumping into that or or a real like No, that just doesn't follow on that doesn't fall aligned with what I'm looking for in my values kind of thing.
1: Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of play here and I, I hear your question. So there's two things. I want to start off by saying that the resistance, the gut feeling, those things, that's like our body's emotional intelligence. And oftentimes we don't even hear Mm -hmm. Like you acknowledging that you had distance and you bringing it into the conversation as something important to like look at is very important to most people miss that because we are, I feel like we're taught by society, by whatever that like our feet, like our emotional body, what we feel in our body is not really important. It's about here, right? It's the logical mind and the mind is limited, and our emotional body actually, I feel like, taps into higher intelligence. I really believe that, and I've been trying to, like, listen to my what my body says more and more, whether it's my gut or when, like, there's tension somewhere, and our body, when it's aligned with truth, is strong, mm-hmm. and, you know, all different kinds of modalities where people like chicken, just, like, back in the day, people used to hold, like, vegetables at the grocery store, and and, like, if their arm became weak, they'd be like, ah, it's not a good apple. Like we used to have that intelligence as a species where like, if, if I like held this bag of produce and my, and suddenly I was strong, I was like, Oh, this is this, I feel good about this. You bought those apples because our body has an intelligence that it's got an affinity for what's right. So all of that babble to say that when you are feeling something, you're like, "Mm, it's just not aligning with me. I don't know if you need to like analyze exactly why or where yet. I think just. Knowing that something about that is wrong allows you to jump. Like you take a moment, you pause and you assess it. And then, and then there's like, then there's maybe the doing of the values rundown.
0: Just getting more clear. What are the things that are really clear? Yeah.
1: Getting into the clarity of it. And maybe this Oh, yeah, yeah yeah that's what I was sensing it's not right, and it's this thing like I still want kind of what this opportunity stands for, but there's something about maybe there's something about the the ethos of a multi level thing that you don't like, or maybe there's this thing about maybe there's it's the person that you met with and you feel like who's gonna train you is not going to be someone you really want to grow from, or maybe the environment or the product you're like i don't know that i want to I don't know about this product I don't know like there's a lot in there um. And I think you just gotta check in with
0: yourself. Yeah. yeah. The product had too much sugar. I didn't believe in it.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's also that. But like, it's
0: it just, still, but it yeah. still sticks with me because when I'm on the phone with those people, they're like, "Oh, the universe connected us to to bring us together." Which now it sticks with me because I know how it works. But then at the same time,
1: well, so uh, maybe the I wasn't clear. On that. Like, the- I mean, I hear you. And sometimes I feel like we use spiritual tools to like justify or rationalize or manipulate others. Mm -hmm. And I've been to a lot, like I'm listening to this incredible guy who's no longer with us, but his name is David Hawkins, Um, not Stephen Hawkins, but David Hawkins. And he's worth listening to. He really is an incredible, I mean, along with all the Talmudic Kabbalistic scholars, they say a lot of the same stuff about calibrating energy. And that also uh, truth is truth. And that it, you know, it's, which is really hard that because we're like, but my experience of truth is different than your experience of truth. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't go against there being a truth. And like Mm -hmm. our experience of it is our respective journeys towards it, but there is still this thing. Um, and the more we're able to really get out of our own way and be very careful with people peddling spiritual truths that want money and that, you know, there's a lot of ego that runs really close to. And it's our it's who we are. our ego sells us on who we are, and it's not even who we are, yeah. Because it's so t- so tempting, it's so tantalizing.
0: Well, yeah, and so, I read that in the ta- the Tanya. Have you read GPS for the Soul?
1: Oh no, but I'm doing Tanya study weekly now.
0: But there was a part about the how sometimes the an the animal soul, or like the ego actually tries mm. to to fool us that it is the spiritual godly soul. So it could be like you said, something like Sometimes,
1: that. Sometimes, oh. <laughs> like not all the time, but like often. And, and you're right. And how do you tell the difference? And these are all wonderful questions to walk with. And I think again, like the importance of having spiritual friends and mentors and people you trust around to be like, yo, I'm walking and I've been using this walking with questions as a big workshop tool that I've been, you know, flying around to speak and and lecture about with people like our generation, the millennial generation, the Gen Zers, like the young, young up and coming like seekers and closet seekers alike. We all have questions that we're walking with and we don't have to rush to answer them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to be like, I'm walking with this question. Like, damn it. I really wish I could fill it in because it's like, it's uncomfortable to walk with uncertainty, but you'll get the answer if you just admit that this is the question and walk with it. And, and take it and
0: live, live with, the question it, with, don't you know, chase it, the answers
1: yeah yeah I mean that and like that's really it's, it's a really nice line it's a really nice concept like both of us because we live our questions and we create from them we it's easier to understand but I still want answers I still want someone to just answer I just want to put stuff away sometimes like I want to know what the next move is I want to know if I should date this guy I want to know if I should buy this product I want to know if I should take this job those are I mean we're humans we want to know what to do next but but even if we just pause for an extra second and trust that we have the intelligence in us to, to life arrive at the at the highest optimal path for us we trust the godliness in us and we don't peddle and we don't buy from other people mm-hmm. um and, that's, and I think that it's very it's very tricky. That's where, again, it, religion and spiritual paths can be very problematic because they're so, they're so high. It's, it's the number one source of pleasure for us is to connect to, to something bigger. Like we all want to. That's, that's, that's such a deep connection. Um, but so many people, boy, we don't know how. And so when people peddle that to us, I mean, yeah, we want to buy. Because it touches the deepest core of who we are, we want to connect, yeah. and 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 I think we really got to be responsible to not manipulate people with spirituality. It's very tempting and also very, very dangerous. Yeah, and problem problematic. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, thank you. That that question came out of, uh, you know, I just felt like I needed to ask you that. So thank you. Um, oh, good. Well, I, you honor.
1: Yeah.
0: You. <laughs> so what else you've been? Uh, I've been checking in a little bit on the smart talks you've been doing with. I don't remember the rabbi's name, but I remember you were telling me a little bit about that opportunity coming up in uh, Israel at that awesome cafeteria, or cafeteria, that awesome cafe that we were at. Um, The
1: cafeteria. Yeah. We need that food in cafeterias. Yeah, it was an incredible vegan spot. Um, So, yeah, Smart Talks, I was... I met Rabbi Zalman Kravitz. He works for with and for Jews for Judaism. His father started it and Wait it, for Jews
0: for Judaism, right? Right. Oh Jews for, nice. Jews for Judaism. For Judaism.
1: Already, it's,
0: I was gonna say for those listening, it's, it's yeah, a I, it's kind of answers a lot of um questions from like the Bible, right? And where what does Judaism say about it?
1: Absolutely. It's just there to give people facts and to be there to support people. I mean, look, there's a lot of proselytizing in the religious space. And there are a lot of Jews who, you know, have converted or were converted or found themselves in tricky situations with other religions and just wanted to check like, what their religion really was. And the Jews for Judaism, tribe is like they're amazing they're just non-judgmental like nuts and bolts like you have a question we're not going to judge you like and i like that because i think growing up i felt that there was a lot of judgment in what how i grew up to see religion and to meet rabbi zalman and his father rabbi benzion kravitz was like it was nice. It was really nice. I liked them. I just they felt good, right? Like I I ran that through my own intelligence, and I was like, this feels nice. Let's see. And then I remember saying to him, like, you should be creating content. Which I'm always singing that song to people. Like, make make content. Let's shoot this and let's make it visual. And I I just I think content elevates, and people our uh, eyeballs are you know windows to the soul. And if we can create stuff for people to tap into that like looks good and is fun, but also really gets them elevated and expands their minds and helps them you know reach higher places in their in their work and their health and their careers in their relationships like why not do that and he kind of heard, heard what I was saying slowly but surely took me seriously and I started to produce a web series with him and so now we have smart talks where next week we're shooting episode 24 through 28 so we've been wow. really shooting a lot of the last almost yeah year and a half and it's like a rabbi and a millennial walk into a web series, you know, we sit down each episode and and chat about a different value from ethics of our fathers, the vote, which, you know, is is, you know, given to us by our sages, but is also really relevant wisdom that I found for especially in like in today's digital modern age when we need it the most because we're so disconnected even though we have all the social media. Like why is that? I have a lot of questions and I bring them mm-hmm. into my my study. Uh,
0: with him yeah yeah no for sure that's awesome i'll have to tune into them some more where where can we uh listen to those just is there like a link on their instagram page
1: totally so um it's hey some smart talk i forget what the uh, i'm gonna pull that up we're gonna we're gonna put images up dream with
0: (laughs) and i'll also put put the i'll put the link to your um the american birthright because there's a nice you have a nice trailer that we can all tune in too are you you're, Abby, you're still I, also receiving uh donations for that as well
1: it, awesome. we are very grateful and welcome donations because yes post-production is expensive um and plus it's cool to have kind of everyone involved like everyone's energy involved in a project just helps like even if it's like five dollars and a like of a page like it's not really about the money it's about the energy around it And it's really helpful like i have really found that the more people like that become a part of it, like become a part of it. Like they're a part of the family, they come to the screenings, they meet other people there. It just becomes like a community, which is cool. And the same thing with Smart Talks. So Smart Talks is Smart Talks TV on Instagram, and it's smarttalks.tv on um, the interweb.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, I'll yeah. put a, I'll put a link and I'll tag them as well. Awesome, when awesome. When I put this out. A couple more Can questions, yeah. as sure. I want to be respectful of your time in the California.
1: <laughs> and the california the, that's just what be.
0: The, the, i think the be first one the,
1: Califor-
0: <laughs> the californians you ever watch that yeah, on snl no oh, no, no. Uh.
1: Been-
0: come
1: on california already okay so 10 <laughs> years here i guess i can take that label on
0: how did how did the the whole j-date uh thing come across <laughs> I, 'Cause I yeah, love that I commercial. Love I love
1: what you just posted. That you're like, we have the J Day poster child. I was like, I love that I get to own that a little bit too. I'm gonna add that on top of the California label. Um I like that's yeah, that I, I,
0: on your J Day profile, does it say that?
1: Well, I don't have a J Day profile because <gasps> I I know, which is crazy, but I do have a J Swip profile find me on J Swip and I put up the J Day. Photo And so that's, I'm like, I'm, I'm lining it up for you guys. Like if you don't, if you don't have a lot, a, a starter, like you got one now. And so I love when guys are like, I know Becky, <laughs> the face shit. like, wait, is, does, does Jada get mad, get mad that you're on J swipe? I'm like, well, they now own J swipe. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, long story short, I was acting a lot. And I, um, it, when this audition was out and I saw it come up because I was like scouring audition at the time and saw J date and i was like if ever there was a role that i have to get it's for a jewish dating commercial like the it will be perfect and i remember i self-submit and the director who also was a part of the casting process who also was the reader in the room mike bernstein who is now like directing on snl this guy is great like he's so talented tag his ass um he please because i,
0: I of- one of my goals is to be on snl
1: oh yeah well you guys connect now but he's such a talented dude and i i remember like having a feeling that day i was like i gotta get this like this is for me and walking into the room i feel like just like the energies aligned like we hit it off <laughs> we workshopped it a bunch i did a whole bunch of um improv ad-libbing kind of in, in the audition when i found out that i had it i was like yes Yes, I better get a free J Date profile. Like I better get a free J Date subscription. Which I didn't, but I had an incredible time and um it was just a really cool experience. Like and I remember that came out three no, four summers ago when I was in Israel with my sister, uh maybe four or five years ago. And I think
0: that's not that long ago. Proud. Time flies.
1: And, or maybe it was four years ago. I know. It's it's a little while ago, maybe three years ago. But I remember when it came out, I was in Israel, and I was so proud. I was like, I've made it, Mom. Like, if, if we could just say that you could just say that your daughter is the face of Jewish dating, and then the irony that then my sister gets engaged to a non-Jew, we use that in the beginning of the documentary, is like the, the girl yeah. who is, you know, making matzo balls for J-Date while her sister married out. So how's J-Date doing? You know, it's it kind of an interesting um, kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's funny. That's life. The irony of life and, like, art mirroring life. yeah
0: that's funny okay last last question and other than you know being such a beautiful role model for (laughs) j-date what's the what's the gift that you really care to share with the world
1: oh that's such a beautiful question and i think it's a question i'm always walking with more and more you know i'm always i'm always a fan of looking back into childhood to see what are the things that were always with me. Like, what was the expression that I always had? And I asked my parents a lot, like, how was I as a kid? I would not have them with my grandmother. I always make her tell me stuff. And she was like, you were very funny. You were very theatrical. You were very uh, you were very strong in your opinions. You had, you didn't have a filter. Uh, you would walk into stores. And if the pants didn't have pockets, you say, we're leaving. Like, you knew what you wanted. And I was like, that was the kind of kid I was. Because I think growing up, I, I, in many ways, you know, life hits and insecurity does too. And I've – in being that real person who just likes to express and make people laugh and to connect and to also have strong opinions um, in leading and guiding energy, I've recently really tried to harness that more and more. Uh, I've always been creating content, whether it was – live like I did a lot of live theater and anytime family came over we'd always put a show on for them I'm like one of those I was always writing scripts I was always writing in my diary I have journals upon journals so like bringing down words and content to create something is is what I feel like is a part of my like the kochot, like the powers the that I've been imbued with and the gift that I hope that that can be and that like I aspire to make it be is that the con content that comes out of that, like makes people better in whatever way. Like maybe just makes them laugh. Maybe it makes them cry. Maybe it makes them think like not everything has to be so serious and intense, although in in much of my stuff it is. Um, But you know, like the, the, the real deep aspiration and goal is that I get to uh, create not just my own stories, but helping other people create theirs. I love working with other artists and other uh, just strong minds in any field and like hearing their stories and seeing what they want to do and finding a way to like help produce that as well. So there's a real strong like producerial, you know, muscle that I like to flex that if it's not my project, like, let me look at what you got going and like, make that happen for you and try to find actionable next steps. Like when we were talking, you know, it's like I saw that you had this thing you wanted to create and it might not have been ripe yet. Cause I also know there's so many things that aren't ripe for me yet, but to be there and to say like, okay, what's next and to bring excited forward, moving energy feels good and it moves everyone forward. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, we don't spend so much time on this earth. So like why not make good stuff and make, Good moments and good friendships and, you know, and, and good, like a good, meaningful life. And to me, that's through the lens of content in some way. So that's Absolutely. what I want to do. I want to do it for myself. I want to do it for others.
0: Absolutely. Thank you tremendously for that. And thank you for being at the right place at the right time when I was in Israel. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, um, spending a couple of times grabbing coffee with me as well. Um, I, I really appreciate it. And it's just more confirmation of being on the right path. Um, how can people stay up to date with you?
1: I love, first of all, thank you for saying that I was like confirmation. Cause I do aspire to be confirmation for people, even though I don't know if I'm ever on the right path. I'm just hoping, right? Like, I
0: don't know. If as, as right. Thank you.
1: <laughs> At thank you, I'm asking for signs. Maybe you just gave me one. And I'm always here for you. I'm here for you. And I'm here for everyone. I really do want to, you know, as much as there's only one of me, but I through my content, I feel like I am trying to show up for everyone more and more in the most authentic way, and also making lighthearted fun out of out of my crazy life. And people can find that out on my Instagram, which is Becky T Bordeaux on my website, BeckyTBordeaux.com on my Facebook, which is also Becky T Bordeaux. You can just look me up, and you'll find me. Hit me up, send a message, um, you know, watch the trailer. I'd love to hear what people think about Mm -hmm. the trailer more and more. Really close to getting the movie out in a few months. It'll be done, and then we do a whole impact screening tour globally across the world. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Maybe there's somebody listening who's, like, in a tiny pocket somewhere in America or in in the UK or in Europe or in Australia or somewhere in Africa or Asia. Who knows? I hope everyone's listening from all over because I want to be all my long lost brothers and sisters and to really just help other people on their journeys as I help myself or try to help myself.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Nice.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I feel humbled and honored. You're, you're, you're quite the special cat, you know, you attract really cool people and you're really present. Like you're, I wish I had that at your age. You really like got it. So keep getting it.
0: (laughs) Thank you.